Speaking of places to eat and what they're named, Beverly Hills has a brand new restaurant for specifically for bulimia victims. It's called the Scarf and Barf. Well, they were gonna call it the Fork and Bucket. Thank God good taste prevailed. How about a restaurant for anorexics? What would you call that? The Empty Plate. The Lonesome Chef. Start without me, guys. Listen, Winnie, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you listen to Synchronon. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm on your host, E. Simon. Hi, I'm Kate Rambo. Hiya. Kate Rambo, you sound excited. Yeah, because I've just read about an incredible new sandwich combination that I really want to try. Well, perhaps you should bring this new sandwich combination to I don't Thanksgiving. Care about, no, I don't care about drinksgiving, which is what I'm going to be calling it from now on. You were excited to experience your first Thanksgiving. I'm excited to get drunk with all your family and friends, um, but I'm also excited to try this new sandwich. Let me tell you what it is. You're more excited about bringing it to Thanksgiving. No, I'm probably more excited about coming home and trying the sandwich now, now that I've read about it. Why don't you make the sandwich and bring it as your dish for Thanksgiving? No, because I'm going to bring British (laughs) shit for my dish. But maybe I'll make it when I'm at your sister's house. I just read about peanut butter and pickle sandwich. Didn't Elvis eat that? Elvis ate everything. Elvis, You know what? Elvis ate everything apart from pussy. He never ate pussy. Sybil Shepherd had to teach Elvis how to eat pussy. What about Elvira? Didn't he eat Elvira's pussy? He never had sex with Elvira because Elvira said that she was too young for him. But he wanted to slice. And everyone's going to be like, oh yeah, Elvis was a groomer. It's like, if I was 15 and Elvis was coming up to me in Germany, boring old Germany and saying, hello, bubba. I'd be like, well, hello. Is that how Elvis talks? Hello, bubba. Hello, bubba. Hello, bubba. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to fuck the shit out of you, Elvis. Ship me out to Graceland, big man. Elvis needs to learn to give thanks for the pussy. He did. I think he did with Civil Shepherd eventually. So we're recording the show early this week because uh, we're heading up to the Bay Area tomorrow. For Thanksgiving. For Thanksgiving at uh, Stephanie and Jerry's. Yes, there will be a lot of drinks there. How many bottles of wine are we bringing up? Like um, 10? It, yeah, we spent a lot of money. Yeah, we're bringing up a lot of wine. It's Thanksgiving. It is. There's a lot of drinks there. A lot of a lot of food, a lot of drinks, a lot of gluttony. It's like probably the most American. It's as American as Fourth of July, I would say. Yeah, it's funny because we obviously don't have it in Britain. And I just think of this. This is kind of like Christmas. This is how Christmas feels. It has Christmas vibes. It has the build up to Christmas, the food, you know, the family members saying, we're not turning the heating on, bring thermals. And you're like, yeah, this is Christmas. Christmas is less American than Thanksgiving. Do you think? Yeah, because Thanksgiving embodies everything that Americans hold dear. I know, but maybe Gluttony? you're saying that, though, because no. you're Jewish. Glut- no, it has nothing to do with being a Jew. You, but you it's, never it's a non-denominational Christmas. holiday. Yeah, but you never celebrate Christmas. No, but hear me out on this. Christmas, or Thanksgiving, not Christmas. Christmas does too, but Thanksgiving, to a lesser extent. But Thanksgiving <laughs> embodies Thanksgiving. everything that is uh, dear to an American. You have gluttony uh-huh. one night, mass consumerism the day after. Oh, yeah, Black Friday. But back to back. They have started introducing Black Friday into Britain. 
See, soon you'll have an extra day to be gluttonous around the holidays. That's what Americans love. And then they, a lot of people, I was talking to people at work, not only did they do Thanksgiving with their family, they did Thanksgiving with their wife's family the next day, and then they do a Friendsgiving on the weekend. So that's like three meals in a row, heavy meals. Yeah, look, it, that, listen, Shylock, that's just like Christmas. Because you have Christmas Eve, which you'll usually spend probably with your friends you go out to the pub with your friends on christmas eve and get pissed and you spend christmas day with your family and maybe some extended family you know maybe your grannies and your granddads will come down for that and then boxing day which was always my favorite is when the weird family shows up that's when the weird family that you don't particularly like come for the boxing day buffet and that's three days of drinking Non-stop. Well, That's well, what you do. Listen, Shylock wannabe. <laughs> <laughs> they do the same thing over here on fucking Christmas. But now they have an extra excuse to do it on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. It's just a very American holiday. It is. So we're going up there. You're going to experience your first Thanksgiving with uh, Stephanie Jair. And my brother's going to be there. And Wackerly's going to be there. And Vidro. Nice. Uh, Captain Carl, his wife. And I don't know who else they're inviting. And we're going to talk all about it on the second show Next week, because it's going to be a little late. I know. Can I just say, I already missed the fact that JoJo wasn't there, and he moved uh, away. JoJo was always there for Thanksgiving. That's why I'm a little bummed about that, too. Um, but you know what's going to be weird about it? So my sister bought this new home in the Oakland Hills. So this is going to be the first time that I'm visiting the Bay Area and not being in San Francisco. Yeah, it's going to be weird for me as well, because we're going to be basically be trapped in Oakland. Well, not trapped. I have my car. But I mean, it's just it's weird to be in the East Bay. I mean, I guess we could crash at my brother's flat in the no, line. It's no. very cozy. No. We're, we're, it's cozy. No. Because no, it's warm soon, and cozy. It's, smells yeah, like, it's warm and cozy like a man's sphincter. Smells like an ashtray filled with semen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as soon as I would set foot and touch anything in there, I'm either pregnant or have AIDS or have both. I have a baby who's got AIDS. And nobody wants a baby with AIDS. Have so, you ever noticed? Nobody wants that. Some people do. Angelina Jolie adopted like three. <laughs> so are you excited to gorge yourself like an American? I, I'm excited for some of the, I know like Jair and Wackily go all out. So I'm excited to see what they're going to bring. But I'm just more excited to get really, really drunk and maybe like start a fight with some of the extended family. <laughs> There's no extended family there. Oh, is it not f- fantastic then? Everyone has to put up with me. I read that uh, plumbers call the day after Thanksgiving Brown Friday. <laughs> Oh, because everyone's shitting it all it's out. The bu- it is the busiest day of the year for plumbers. Bless. Well, you know what? If I was a plumber on Brown Friday, guess what? My prices would be jacked up. <laughs> I think they are because they have to make a lot of home calls. So they're working over the holiday. So you pay more. Fucking great. Great for the plumbers. <laughs> they need to get a, a cock hanger. That's what you should get. <laughs> yes. You don't need a plumber if you get a cock hanger. That's what we should give your sister. We've got some uh, wire hangers. We should give her um, a cock hanger. A gently used. A gently, oh, hanger. why? Are you going to use it first? Maybe. We might need it. Disgusting. Um, you know, Jaren Wackerly are super into Thanksgiving. I like, know. It is weird. I remember Wackerly put on a couple Thanksgivings when I lived with him, like the first Sick and Wrong studio. And he was like, I mean, he was overzealous, I would say. Well, he cooked seven different kinds of food. We had, we had to get like the table had to be set properly. Was he getting up at 5 a.m. to start basting the turkey and all that and shit? Deep frying it. Like he, he deep fried a turkey nice. and then he baked it. I don't know how to make it. I was just like, dude, you're really into Thanksgiving. Was and, he there stroking his gun going, yes, I am. 
Same with Jer. Jer gets, you'll see, Jer's going to have an apron on. He'll probably yell at you if you get in his way in the kitchen. Why am I going in the kitchen? It's not my job to go in the kitchen. I'm the guest. You know what I always hate about stuff like this? When you go to other people's house, there's always a form of etiquette where it's like you feel like you have to like say, can I help you with anything? But this is where I feel. I feel like I'm the guest. And while I'm a guest in your home, I am the guest. And I should not be going into your kitchen and fucking around doing anything. I'm not going to help you wash up. I'm not going to help you put anything away. I am the guest. But you're bringing British food, so you might want to prepare it. And if you get in Jer's way, I don't he's going to he's gonna yell at you. I'm taking some mince pies. All I have to do is throw them on the table. I don't even have to take them out of the fucking box because I'm the guest and they should be pampering Jer to me. is going to <laughs> excoriate you. Stop using words I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Thanksgiving, you know, is, is all about just basically binge drinking for four days in a row. That, that's the whole point. And then you just get a lot of food because it's like a potluck. It's a potluck with a lot of booze. And I know Wackily's going to... That was the main thing. Wackily... I think he likes Thanksgiving so much because you can drink so much. It's an excuse. It'll be interesting to see Captain Carl because he's sober, so... Oh, bless him. I don't know what sober people do on Thanksgiving. Well, they just enjoy just the atmosphere. Eat. Yeah, and they enjoy the atmosphere and they just watch people get drunk and just think, fuck, I'm so glad that's not me anymore. Yeah, it's all about being a drunk and a glutton and buying shit that you don't need the next day while you're hungover. I'm, I'm an expert at buying shit I don't need. I don't, I don't even need to be drunk to do that. But you know, Kay Rambo, a lot of people dread Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I always hated it when I, when I was growing up. Hated it. Well, I would hate the fact that not only do you have Christmas, which I absolutely hate, but you would have a practice Christmas one month before. I would hate to do both. I think that was one of the reasons I hated it. Is we had to go to our family in Chicago. And every year, my Aunt Nancy would forget, in air quotes, that I'm a vegetarian. Oh, she used yeah. to say it's a phase. Yeah. She used to say my brother's sexual preference was a phase, too. Is he grown out of it yet? <laughs> yeah. And so every year, it was the same thing. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of vegetarians, especially a lot of vegetarians my age, would would understand that because now I mean oh there's it, loads now. there's loads of stuff you yeah. get tofurkey and whatever that shit is but back then you couldn't and so you just end up eating like bread and mashed potato if the mashed potatoes didn't have shit on it or bacon bits in it usually it was just like bread and some corn it sucked and that's why you are the way you are but you do know the subculture that really despises Thanksgiving more than anyone else are the pro Anna and pro Mia people out there. Yes. There's a couple of terms some people might not be aware of. They've been around for a long time, though. Yeah, I would like I would to say think, early aughts. I think some men won't know the, what this means, but I think most girls are going to be like, I know exactly what these are. But they're thriving communities, and social media, you know, takes great pains to shut down these communities and to uh, to block any of this content that a pro Anna or a pro Mia page might try to share. Um, but what pro or pro-anorexia website, websites refer to is the online message boards, the communities, the blogs, the social media that encourage eating disorders and having an eating disorder and uh, giving you tips and tricks and yeah. dieting and, you know, dieting suggestions to maintain your disorder. And they promote these harmful behaviors by emphasizing thinness. They call it thinspo. And meanspo, too. Yeah, meanspo is the, is the way they bully you into being thin. And then, and sometimes they gamify it. Yeah. Like there's like, you can win points for like eating less, like having the fewest calories. Yeah. Um, people who participate in these communities reinforce that you don't need treatment. 
for an eating disorder. Instead, they claim you're better off staying sick. And many people who suffer from anorexia use these sites as a place to meet friends. You know, misery loves company. Yeah. Um, so the pro-ana, pro-ana is pro-anorexic, pro-mia is pro-bulimia. Um, they're kind of sisters, I would say. They are indeed sisters. Yeah. The movement is, is almost cult-like. I mean, I was doing a little bit of research into this. I, I've heard about it, heard these terms, I've seen these terms online, but I've never really deeply researched it. Um, but it has a strong presence on you know, TikTok and Instagram. Like if you do a search for pro-ana on Instagram, you just get a blocked page. But you like they're can not look even up, fucking around with it. You can look up stuff like bones and bone spoon and stuff like that and pictures will come up. Well, that's the thing. They got to yeah. use code words and jargon yes. to get yeah. their information out there. Um, but yeah, so people use like social networking and websites and forums and things like that. But there's also like low tech activities that people do, such as wearing specific bracelets, Yeah, which I didn't actually know about the bracelets. I knew about the bracelets of Pro Anna, but I didn't know that Pro Mia had bracelets. As Different well. colored ones, yeah. and it's it's a symbol for you to be proud, but also to inform others that you're Pro Mia or Pro Anna. So this week is kind of like a self help type show. We're we're helping you be your best self. No, no, oh, no. We are, Not we yet. are, because you're gonna have all that food laying around. Oh you're gonna God. have leftovers for days. So how are you going to know, how are you going to restrain yourself from eating all this food? You're going to have Christmas coming along. It's a lot of pounds putting on the holiday season. So we're going to give you some tips and some tricks to keep that, <laughs> those, that food off your lips. Because just in the immortal words of Kate Moss, nothing tastes, tastes as good as skinny, skinny feels. feels. The classic. Just remember that. Keep repeating that mantra in your head. So uh, before we get into that, uh, let's chat about something you really should be thankful for this year. The Sick and Wrong patron. Yes. Thank you to all the patrons. We love you who keep this show literally going. If you give thanks every Monday when you see that episode on your <laughs> podcast player, then all we ask is for you to sign up for the Sick and Wrong patron or Apple Podcasts and support this fine program. It's all we ask. It is. <laughs> you know, every week... Me and Kate are here on the show, you know, pouring our heart out for you all, teaching you about things, teaching you how to be anorexic and bulimic. You know, who else is going to do that? I don't think there's a single podcast out there that will give you pro-ana tips. Nobody. Because no. everybody gets banned, they get shut down. We won't because we're not under the watchful eye of any big Joes. Well, big I mean. Big Jojos. It's just us. You can't cancel the uncancelable. Exactly. No one listens to us, so we're not worried about it. <laughs> we're not going to get blocked or banned. For the people, by the people. We are helping you stay thin. <laughs> because remember, nothing tastes as good, good as skinny, skinny feels. feels. So $5 a month to get access to Sigrong's second show. This week on Second Show, we're going to chat all about Kate's first Thanksgiving. She's going to be very excited about that. We'll have stories. Um, yeah, we're going to have some stories. We're going to be there for the whole weekend. We're going to be spending a lot of time with Wackley, getting very drunk. And his wife. So we're going to have an update on that. I will also come with an update about how um, Steele and Martin drank you and Wackily under the table. You can and bring that up, but you're going to be amazed at the amount that Wackily can pack in, food and drink. Well, I'm also going to ask why he never, ever said goodbye to Steele and why he was so rude that day. Maybe we that, can get to the bottom of that. I think we should. I think it's it about time nice. that he apologized to Steele and Martin. You could have like a sit down, like a Barbara Walters, like one-on-one. Got to squash the beef. Yeah. Um, we're going to go visit a couple cemeteries. We oh, do yeah. the Harold and Maude tour 
of San and, Francisco. That'd be cool. And Jim Jones. We're going to see my daddy. Yeah, you know, my sister said, she was like, yeah, Ozzy really wants to go and hang out. So we're going to bring Ozzy to the cemetery. He's not coming to Jim Jones, May. He wants to. I'm not having a child ruin my Jim Jones moment. He wants to. No, he's not coming to Jim Jones. He can come to Harold Maud, but he's not coming to Too Jim bad. Jones. No, he's not coming. He's coming. He's not. There's going to be plenty of stories about Ozzy coming. The whole family. I don't like children. I don't want him ruining my moment. He is going to. He's going to pose with you pictures no. of the memorial jim jones this You're means a lot to me him. and i don't want a child ruining it it's gonna be a very special moment God, a I bonding hate. moment with you and ozzy no it's not because i won't i'm chucking my toys out the pram and i'm acting more immature than him i refuse to go into that cemetery of a child there's going to be a <laughs> lot of bonding with kate and ozzy in the isn't. cemetery with daddy jim jones no big pappy jim jones no. so stay tuned for all the stories that are going to come out a day late because we're going to be driving back from San Francisco. Um, that's only $5 a month. And uh, for a few dollars more, you get access to, um, to uh, a couple bonus episodes that we do, such as uh, uh, Serial Killer Star Signs, which is great. You did, what did you just do, Scorpio? I just did Scorpio with Alexandria from the We Hate You podcast. We talked for two hours about a lot of uh, basically Scorpio pricks and a very special Scorpio British prick. Oh, Yeah. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag on that one. Uh, we also have access to the Sick and Wrong archives. And uh, even bigger news, actually, I posted the first six years of uh, Sick and Wrong on Apple Podcasts. So you, can, you don't even have to join Patreon. You can just go to Apple Podcasts, do a search for Sick and Wrong archives, and uh, subscribe to the first six years. Working on the seventh year right now. Uh, we also have a second show available on Apple Podcasts as well. Patreon.com slash Sick and Wrong. We do appreciate you supporting the show. So let me play this Patreon promo. And then let's chat about the butterfly of secrets. Hey, Sick and Wrong listeners. If you're not currently a Sick and Wrong patron, you might be missing out on special moments like this one. Was she like hovering on top of you, like masturbating yourself and spraying it out? <laughs> or were you no, fucking was, her and then it like was, just got all over? I was, fing- I was like fingering her and that's how she was like getting off. And was um, it just spraying like Evil Dead style? That's what I'm imagining. That's what I'm picturing. No, it wasn't crazy, but like you could tell it would like it got pretty wet. Like a boot in like mud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know that sloshing <laughs> sound. You can tell. Yeah, like, like when you stir mac and cheese. Yeah, more, yeah. Right. more or less. It's the same kind of same kind of sound. But that's tasty. Yeah. Um <laughs> so, so then you shagged her a few times. Did you sneak out in the middle of the night or did you wait for her to cook you some shrimp breakfast? <laughs> She, she, shrimp uh, omelet. For only $5 a month, you can enjoy these special moments. A bonus news story, extra phone calls, and an hour's worth of outtakes every week at patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Sign up today, support the show, and keep it sick and wrong. But don't you ever think of So documented accounts of disordered eating patterns... Date back as far as the Middle Ages. Documented. I think eat, disordered eating has occurred as long as there have been people on this planet. But this has been documented because back then, like, religious and spiritual groups would practice fasting as part of their rituals and ceremonies. Right. But around the time of the European colonization of the Americas, that's when voluntary starvation began to evolve from, like, a religious thing to becoming, like, satisfying the social construct of an ideal physique. Okay. So that's when they, they really got into it. 
So psychologists and sociologists have long noticed that those who exhibit these atypical eating patterns, such as like voluntary starvation, tend to have a community. They band together to support and encourage each other's anorexic tendencies. So medical professionals construct this subcultural deviance as like a disease. And that's how they portray it. Like these people are suffering. But pro-ana members argue that this deviant label, this diagnosis, is simply a response to their eating patterns being atypical, an Mm -hmm. exception to the norm. So, what they do is they strive to normalize anorexia. So, pro-anas deconstruct this deviant label that's placed on their their eating habits by saying it's a lifestyle choice, not an illness. Right. So, they're just trying to live their life the way they want to. They're just trying to die really fucking young of heart failure. I get it. (laughs) And since the mid-aughts, you know, the early aughts actually, and when and uh, when the internet became more accessible. The pro ana movement then shifted into this online community of websites, like the late 90s, early aughts, and then, you know, and, and then blogs, you know, became, became huge. And that's when the, I would say, the pro ana and pro mia movement really took off. So pro ana is this slang term that encapsulates positivity towards anorexia, bulimia, and other eating disorders. So people who believe this pro ana mindset, feel that this is their chosen lifestyle and they have every right to live it. You know, I mean, did you know people back when you were in high school that were obviously anorexic? Not obviously anorexic, but I mean, I think every 13-year-old girl has made themselves sick, has purged, like, like I did. I think every every 13-year-old girl... Is but were you doing it out of concern for, like, your physique? Oh, Yeah. But what what influenced you to do this? Like a television show, models, music? A combination of everything. Depression? Like a combination of everything. I, and I did it for like, actually, one of my brothers had a running joke that I was a, a bulimic with amnesia and I would forget to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Dickhead. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I made myself like on and off sick for like a year, but... It either sticks or it doesn't stick. And it never stuck for me because number one, I love You love food. I love food. And number two, it's it's really gross to make yourself sick. And I'm the type of person that when I get super stressed or something horrible happens to me, like when my dad died, I didn't eat a proper meal for like nearly three months. I was just existing off sandwiches and I dropped a bunch of weight. And like when I went through my last breakup, I was just like, guess I won't eat again. It's like definitely a form of punishment. I think I think a lot of women do that, but then a lot of people do like binge eat after something. It's like comfort eating. Yeah, and I definitely have. I've definitely had a pattern of disordered eating throughout my life, and I think in the last maybe twelve years, I've really like sorted it out, and I like to think I'm very good at like, especially with like compared to somebody like you or JoJo, I I know a lot about nutrition. Oh, JoJo knows the most about nutrition. No, he, he doesn't. taught me how to make smoothies. You and JoJo met on a pro That's my, Anna. the staple of my diet. You and JoJo met probably on a pro Anna forum together. It's that's actually how called you two pro mana. <laughs> pro mana forum, and that's how you met. <laughs> you know, people might remember this who've listened to the show for a long time, but I dated this anorexic girl who became like the intern on Sick and Wrong. This is, had to have been like 2009, I would say, maybe 2008. She was like, I, me and JoJo met these two girls and he ended up shagging the one and the other one, we didn't shag the first night. We messed around. We didn't shag the, we shagged later. But um, I remember like 
she was really thin, like kind of uncomfortably thin. Yeah, anorexic. Yeah, like, but like, she didn't look terrible. Like, she didn't look as out of proportion as some of the people we're about to talk about. But she looked just really thin for me. I'm not overly attracted to people who are like Holocaust thin. It's like, I don't know. I don't think anyone should Maybe it's just the experience of my people. But yeah, that's not, (laughs) I'm not into the waif look either. I'm just, that's never been my thing. Some guys are. Some guys are really into like really thin girls. I think it's kind of creepy. Like I love a gamin, a gamin type. And if I could have my like life over, I would like to be a gamin type, but it's not my lot in life. I am what, what they call in fashion, a soft gamin. Well, I remember going on a date with this girl. We were at this Italian restaurant I liked in the Mission. And we ordered, I think I ordered spaghetti. And she ordered... Uh, a just, salad. Yeah, she ordered a salad. With but, no um, dressing. Yeah, no, what, what, is it? What, is it, what am I thinking of it? The mozzarella on top of the tomatoes? Oh, like a, uh, not bruschetta. Bruschetta. No, yeah. she ordered bruschetta. She didn't eat any of the bruschetta. She had like one tiny bite. And then I was like, okay... And I thought it was weird. And I was eating my spaghetti and I'm like, here, you want? You can have some of mine if you want. And she's like, no, no, I'm fine. And I was like, you, you want to try some? She's like, no. And I was just like, okay. And she had, I'm not even shitting you, just one tiny little piece of the bread, not even the cheese. This is the Eddie Murphy joke. I'll just have the salad. Yeah, I didn't know. She said that she was kind of uncomfortable eating from people. I was like, all right, that's fine. And then she'd be like, the, yeah, I'm eating in front of everyone, bitch. Well, then she went <laughs> to the bathroom for like 10 minutes. Oh, purging that one <laughs> yeah, bit of bread. So she came back and I was just like, do you have an eating disorder? And she just kind of would like turn bright red. And she was like, no. I was like, okay, I think you do have an eating disorder. And then we started talking about it. And then I think I told her about the podcast. And then she was just like, yeah, I don't really, I, I purge. And wow. she was telling me about it. And we were talking about it. I still ended up boning her. But it was just really, she was very bony. But it was <laughs> But anyway, I just wasn't really into her and I kind of ghosted her. But then she started messaging me saying she wanted to learn more about podcasts. So she came on as the intern. And so she, for, for a few shows, people who are listening to the archives might, I forget her name, but people, in the, we had a name for her, me and Wackley. They'll tell, tell us on the Discord. Yeah. yeah. But me and Wackley would be like, intern, you want to learn about how to, how to properly do a podcast? You got to drink Miller, Miller Lite. Or high life. Usually we had high life back then. So we'd be like, yeah, go get us a couple high lives. So she would go get to the refrigerator, bring us high lives. And we're just like, okay, intern. Um, But yeah, she was there for a couple times. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But we had asked her about her eating disorder on the air. We also asked her about a boyfriend that she had. Because I think she had been just broken up with a guy who used to shit the bed because he was a bad drunk. Oh, shit. I feel that's worse than an eating disorder. Yeah, the two go hand in hand. Like, could you the imagine bed. the girlfriend with the eating disorder and the guy who drinks and eats too much and shits the bed? Oh, terrible. You know, opposites attract. They do. Um, but anyway, these people who are in this this pro Anna movement, this pro Mia movement, they assume that this thinness, this body image that they have, correlates with love, happiness, perfection, and whether that's a construct from the media or it's you know the online community that they hang out at, or it's maybe everything. it's their friends or parents, or just societal pressure in general, um, they claim that they have control over this behavior, and this is their choice. This is their lifestyle. And they don't see it, you know, this decision as life-threatening or even damaging. Uh, according to the American Associate, Association of Anorexia Nervosa and Associated, Associated Disorders, mortality rates are 4% for anorexics, 3.9% for bulimics, and 5.2% 
for other eating disorders just in general. Yeah. So it's kind of a quite a bit of people dying every year from this. Yeah, I have some stats later about how many people die from it. But at least they care about their bodies. The oh, here we look. go. Because <laughs> that's a thing. You know, I see a lot of girls out there don't even care about their fashion choice. You know, think how much, how much Christmas pudding they're eating. Not enough because the it's delicious. I love Christmas pudding. <laughs> so pro-Anna content. And I went to a bunch of different sites. Oh, you were in your element. I, I was actually quite fascinated. I kind of went through this wormhole here. Varies based on the audience. But usually it consists of harmful dieting tips, laxative abuse information, yeah, uh, compulsive exercise, exhibiting hatred towards one bodies. Uh, many users use this term thinspo. And the thinspo can be like poetry and essays and photos of just like bone thin people. I was looking for Holocaust victims. I didn't find any, but I imagine that's some thinspo for people. It, yeah, some very dark thinspo. These images are meant to encourage choosing weight loss. Uh, they promote self-starvation. Uh, they avoid any kind of treatment for eating disorders. And then they'll talk about it on their forums. They'll post like messages about being in like a hospital and then coming out of the hospital and then immediately not eating. Yeah. Um, and then being proud of these behaviors, such as achieving a hundred calorie a day lifestyle. One hundred calories. Like what is that? That's nothing. But I do remember there was a film and I can't remember the name of the film, but it was about a girl who was anorexic. And she had another girl who was teaching her to be anorexic. I saw this film on like film four when I was probably like 15, 16. And she was like, oh, when you eat a cracker, you break it up into four parts. And that way it'll last you all day. Sounds like a great comedy. Isn't it? Yeah. Parker Posey? Oh, Parker Posey would have been amazing <laughs> in this film. I love Parker Posey. So a lot of these people, you know, are kind of anonymous online. Like they have, you know, they're on these forums. They have their forum monikers they don't know each other but they do want symbols to recognize each other or identify who's a pro and or who's a pro mia when they're offline and so what they do is they wear these bracelets mm-hmm. that are of a certain color made in a specific way they're usually very inexpensive and you can buy them i saw them all over etsy yeah yeah you showed you know? me them i'm thinking of putting them in the t public store <laughs> um so but the bracelet has to be an appropriate color and be made from beads. So a red beaded bracelet worn on the left wrist stands for anorexia. A blue or purple beaded bracelet worn on the right represents bulimia. So I wonder if some people wear both. They will. And can you remember this takes me right back to my childhood in middle school. But did you was shag bands a thing here? Shag bands? Shag band like people of my age who were like in their late thirties in Britain will know the shit out of shag bands. So they were just like a plastic bracelet. And I think like even Avril Lavigne wore some shag bands, but you'd wear hundreds of them. And it was only later when I like kind of grew up and I realized that all the different colors of shag bands meant something different. So like a brown one meant that you did anal. And if you were in a nightclub, because this was like during like the proper ecstasy years in Britain. So if you're in a nightclub, somebody came up and broke your shag band, then they're saying, I do anal too. And if you're interested, I'll shag you up the ass later. 
They all wow. were different colors, but we were all kids. And I had loads, and you could get ones that were like see through and filled with glitter. Do you still have these? Oh, no, because they start to smell after a while and they just like don't look as like. What, nice. what are they made of? They're made of plastic. Just plastic. Just, just plastic, plastic shag buns, man. They were great. I had you know, loads. You know what this reminds loads. me of? The hanky code. It's exactly like the hanky the same code, thing. and it's exactly like the earring code as well. It's just the same premise, but we were all just kids in school with millions of shag bands. Plastic on. shag bands. Yeah, it's kind of a cool, good idea though. We should bring that back. I would love to wear shag bands again. Well, I mean, you don't have to like you know, beat around the bush here. It's like I know who's in anal as soon as I walk into the well, club. No, you because you want to sell it to the kids because the kids are one going to the pound shop and buying like hundreds of quid's worth of shag bands. You don't want to sell yeah, it to adults. You want to sell it to kids. Man. I know, but think about it though. Like Jimmy Savile, <laughs> the Jimmy Savile shag bands. The Jimmy this Savile shag band collection. <laughs> Buy it all on QVC. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a good idea. We're going to trademark that. Thank you. Uh, there's also a black beaded bracelet supposed Ooh. to promote self-injury or cutting. That's what you would get. Yeah, I'd get them. I think I'd get all three. I wonder if there's a brown bracelet <laughs> what just for <laughs> diarrhea. So according to the girls in the Pro Anna and Pro Mia community, the bracelet's serve several purposes. So a visible sign to remind themselves not to eat because they're wearing the bracelet. Yeah. A way to identify themselves to others in the community. A symbol of encouragement and support to their friends in the group. And then a sign of solidarity because they're they're choosing to live this lifestyle. Um, but this community, this help community, it's very destructive. Well, it's like purity see. rings, isn't it? So some celebrities have been spotted wearing these thin red bracelets. Like whom, David? Nicole Richie. I, well, she did, actually did have an eating disorder, so this would make sense. Yeah, she's, uh, she's pro-Mia. Can I just say another thing about Nicole Richie just really quickly? Uh, sorry to take up your time. But I also never knew that she was half black. I just thought she wore a lot of fake tan and bronzer. Because everyone wore, wore a lot of fake Who tan and bronzer. Who is her dad? No, she's adopted. Lionel Richie is not actually her dad. I thought that's her dad. He's her stepdad. She's adopted, but she is actually half black. And I never knew that. I just thought she wore a lot of I just of assumed time. she was half black, but I didn't realize she was uh, bulimic because it wasn't really working. It did. What are you talking about? Have you not seen her since she came out the Simple Life, mate? And also, don't fat shame Nicole Richie <laughs> because she wasn't even fat. I think she could have uh, shaved off a couple more pounds. Mate, anyone when they stand next to like that bloody long, lean greyhound Paris Hilton is going to look fat. Nicole Richie was not fat. And also, while I'm on this subject, Perez Hilton, Jessica Simpson was not fat. Thank you. If I had a laser pointer, I'd point to the areas she could work on. <laughs> oh, my God. You are so pro-Anna. You should work for a pro-Anna company. They claim there's no openly pro-Anna celebrities. Hmm. But a lot of the forum members look up to female models, such as Kate Moss. Yeah, but I mean, Case Moss did recount, like, recount what she said. She did. And I feel as a model, you're also in a very, it's very, very self-destructive anyways. You're permanently dying. Models well, have to. Yeah, I mean, they're pro-Anna by career. Yes. Uh, but there's a lot of these notorious pro-Anna celebrities online and have, that have YouTube channels that are huge on TikTok, that have massive followings on Instagram. But I would say the most notorious pro-Anna celebrity has to be Eugenia Cooney. Right, so we're going to talk a little about Eugenia Cooney. So I'm assuming everyone knows her, but for those who don't, 
She's a 29-year-old YouTuber. She lives in Connecticut under the very, very watchful eye of her sodbuster mother. And she also has a home in LA, which works out for her because she's close to her bestie, Jeffree Star. We're hmm. going to talk about him too. I've never actually seen her here. Although anorexic what people... What can you see, mate? She's like, she turns <laughs> to the side. She's like a piece of paper. <laughs> anorexic people can get by here though because they could be like, I'm vegan. Uh, yeah. Which code is word. code word for being anorexic. So Eugenia is best known for her try-on hauls. She's got her makeup videos. She does her weird lip-syncing reels. She's got emo throwback looks. And she's also well-known for doing 10-hour-long streams on Twitch where she chats. She doesn't eat or drink or take a piss or go to the bathroom for like 10 hours. 10 hours. About that. She's also basically a grandmother of YouTube now because she's been on the platform for more than a decade and she has a 2.15 million subscriber count. God, that's huge. I think, do we have a little clip of her? We do have a clip because you were saying that uh, she does these like these long, streams. T- like long streaming it's sessions. Every day. She'll I mean, do these 10 streams. hours on Twitch. Yeah. So I think it stands within reason for people to ask her like, so do you wear, you know, do you wear a diaper? Because how do you not go to the bathroom? For 10 hours. Because a lot of these people who stream continuously do take bathroom breaks. Well, they take breaks and they drink and yeah. they eat. Yeah. But she does none of that. No. She does none of that. She just kind of just prances around her whiny voice and responds to comments. Well, anyway, there's a lot of videos out there of people trolling her about the diaper issue because it came up because people are like, you have to wear a diaper because how do you stream for this long? And, and they keep asking her questions. Well, this is, my, this is probably my favorite clip from, uh, from these sessions, these trolling sessions. She gets really upset. Trying to start like literally the stupidest rumors. Literally. Do you poop in that diaper? See, you guys are like so gross. It's like, <laughs> seriously. No, I don't. I'm not even wearing a diaper, okay? There's no diaper. Like literally, there is no diaper. Her turd would be like a milk dud. <laughs> like a rabbit dropping, yeah. yeah exactly. Oh my God, <laughs> like, okay, I'm not pooping in a diaper. That's gross. Like, that you guys are even saying that. You're acting like they're totally unfounded because they are totally unfounded. There's no diaper. I don't know if you guys actually believe this, but it's like it's it's like not. Don't flash if you don't want people talking about your diaper. Not wearing a diaper. You guys are so annoying. <laughs> she goes on and on. She this cries. This clip is like, yeah, she does cry because she gets upset, which is mean. I'm not going to play that part. But this is like an 11-minute clip of people asking her about the diaper. I know. Bless We her. should have her on Sick and Wrong to ask her about this diaper issue. Do you think she would come on after you laughing about her? Well, do to make you feel a little bit worse. So she's homeschooled. Laughing with her. From the age of six. And the reason she's homeschooled, right, is because she suffered extreme bullying at school and she had both physical and mental. So she's quoted as saying, people would make fun of what I wear or how I would do my makeup or things like that. People would make body comparisons between me and them. They would pull up their shirts and they'd be like, I'm so much skinnier than you. Comments like that, they really bothered me at the time and they built up and they started really affecting me. Well, they've obviously affected her. So when she's older, she turns to social media, kind of like an outlet like kids do. But it was a video where she's teaching people how to ratchety twerk that went viral in 2013 that gave her her career. But, you know, back then, she's not unattractive. She's like cute. if she put on about, well, now about 50 pounds, I think she'd actually look really, really she attractive. She is really cute. Like and she really was hot. a model. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you could tell. Like, she's, she kind of has like anime, like an anime type character look she's to cute. herself. Like big eyes. 
you know, black hair, jet black hair, kind of goth, like pale looking. Yeah, she's emo. Yeah, she's very emo. And I could see in some of these older videos that you showed me, she is actually rather attractive. But now, I mean, I don't know, I posted one of the sick and wrong Instagram page with that spooky, oh, scary skeleton. It totally went viral. She looks like a living skeleton. She, she does. looks like a Holocaust survivor. I mean, she's anorexic. But to say that she's problematic is kind of an understatement. So she's been basic YouTube drama for her entire time that she's been on the platform. And she's often the center of other creators' videos, like Onision. Yeah, we covered him on, me and Harrison I covered remember. him on the show. But and that he was, is cruel. Like, he is, he is cruel. Like, he was severely trolling her. Yeah, he was, like, the first to start a campaign to get her banned from YouTube. And you have to think, why does anyone want to ban Eugenia from YouTube? Well, obviously, she's suffering from a major eating disorder. So she did reveal in a video that her weight was around 85 pounds, which is six stone. How tall is she? She's five feet, seven inches tall. But she's my height and she weighs 80 pounds. So her BMI, I know BMI can be junk science, but in this case, it's definitely not. So her BMI is 13.6. So this puts her in the life-threateningly low range. Anything mental. below that. Yeah. So the wanker Shane Dawson, he exploits Eugenia in his video, The Return of Eugenia Cooney, which has now 33 million views. I am guilty of watching it. And it's part of his series where he supposedly helped over YouTube OGs. So he supposedly helped Bunny, a.k.a. Graveyard Girl, uh, Jake Paul, Jeffree Star, and uh, Tana uh, Monjo. Help him do what? I always say her name wrong. They just... There's like Jake Paul is like a five part series. He doesn't help him do anything. It's just great for exposure. He goes there, he sits with them. It's just for them. But he's exploiting them. Well, like they're well, not I think exploiting he's doing him. It for views. Yeah, but he's definitely he's definitely exploiting Bunny. He's definitely exploiting Tanner, and he's a hundred percent exploiting Eugenia. I fucking hate Shane Dawson. We won't get into this. <laughs> So you, the reason he's exploiting Eugenia, she's totally vulnerable at this point. She had just come out of rehab, and this was the first and the only time that she acknowledges that she's actually suffering from an eating disorder. And Shane Dawson films her during this horrible time, knowing that relapse rates for eating disorders are really huge. They're around like 35 to 45% that you will relapse in your first two years. The fact that she calls assholes like Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson friends is very telling, though. Both of whom have faced allegations of being total cunts. Shane's actually done blackface in the past. <laughs> and but, on camera. But I mean, I, you know, she's obviously using this as like a shameless self-promotion vehicle. I don't know. I think she's very vulnerable. And I think these people latch on to her. Like Jeffrey's part of the famous drama Geddon that happened between YouTubers James Charles and Tati. Who's, who's a bigger star? Shane. Jeffrey, Shane has Jeffrey Star. Well, Jeffrey Star probably Eugenia has the Cooney. most. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He so they does. don't need her. I think they're just doing it. Because, they're exploiting someone. Well, Jake. but I think she's willingly being exploited because Maybe. she wants the fame. She's getting, think how many viewers she gets by doing a cross promotion. I think Eugenia Cooney is a fucking lonely person who is basically trapped in an ivory tower with her sodbuster mother and anyone who extends a fucking horrible long fingered claw at her she's not going to think twice about i think she has nobody watching for out for her she obviously has no judgment day she cannot eat food i think you're being a little more sympathetic towards her than need be i think she knows how to to self-promote possibly but i got into like the idea of like how she's ended up being this way she's grown up on social media youtube in particular and studies have shown that parasocial relationships 
I've also seen the good and the bad side of parallel social relationships too. And YouTubers in particular are different from other traditional forms of celebrities. They're kind of in the same realm of podcasters, weirdly enough. I would say so, because it's a community. People can interact with them. Feel more connection. Yeah. And identify with them more. And YouTubers kind of create an impression that there's a private conversation going on between friends. And they obviously break through the fourth wall. They're gazing into the camera. They connect with you. And studies have shown that YouTubers have a huge impact on adolescents' attitudes and behaviors and how young people even perceive themselves, other people and those around them. So kind of for better or for worse, we're seeing the results of the younger generation who have grown up never knowing a life before social media. And I think this is why Eugenia receives thousands of comments across all her social medias asking her to stop, get help, or people saying that they are unsubscribing because they don't want to see the next post where it announces that she's fucking dead. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised when you see these videos of her. You're like, your days are numbered. I mean, she's not living a healthy lifestyle. I have some comments here from some people. So Olivia B says, I'm done. There are people who are dying and have no choice. You are choosing to be like this. I wish you the best, best, but it's infuriating. Lynette said, it's disgusting how she knows what she's doing and she's almost joking about it. And Livy Rose says, this isn't funny. It's downright mockery and pro Anna to the max. How are you even allowed to promote the content is beyond me. You don't care. Well, that's the thing that I don't understand is that these social media sites profit off of her and allow her to post this content i mean i post a video of like 30 contacts being removed from someone's eye i get blocked and shadow banned this girl obviously is is pro anna obviously promoting eating disorders well, glorifying eating disorders she definitely is you can uh, dancing around you better her. put a ring on it i mean her mother is enabling her to do this but yet there's no like sensitive content trigger warning errors on That's instagram true. They don't, they don't even, they don't even block it. And she even, I mean, she doesn't use like pro Anna hashtags, but they don't stop. I'm sure she's using thinly veiled hashtags. Well, Eugenia has commented about this. She said, some people are saying I'm like a bad influence on girls. I just want, I just want you guys to know, like, I've never seriously have tried to be a bad influence on YouTube or to influence anyone badly. I would never want to do that. I've never told anyone to lose any weight or try to change the way they look to look like me. She's kind of in like a damned if you do and damned if you don't, right? Because if you criticize her, then that feeds into the anorexic belief that she's not good enough, she's not worthy enough. And if you praise her, then that reinforces the belief that nothing is wrong and so she can continue onwards. It's like, it's just a cycle. It's like a double-edged sword. But I think, I mean, I think it's the social media companies who are making a lot of money off of her. Right. Off her content and selling advertising through her content. Let's and, talk about that. Then. Yeah, but that's what they're doing. And it's like they are culpable in this. So her content isn't necessarily promoting pro Anna, although she is scantily dressed a lot of the time. She did accidentally flash on Twitch. She was banned when she did fla- flash, though. And despite the numerous petitions, there are many on change.org that sometimes get around 50K's worth of signatures. The other platforms argue that if they remove her content simply because of how she looks... It's discrimination, right? Basically, they say her content does not violate any terms of service. And some people say it could actually be harmful to remove her videos because if the opposite were to happen and say people were attacking a morbidly obese person's videos and asking for them to be taken down because it's obviously just as dangerous to be morbidly obese as it is to be anorexic, 
that's discrimination. So if you're wanting to take away Eugenia Cooney's videos because she's anorexic, it's discrimination because then you're going to have to take away everybody's videos whose BMI is above average. I mean, possibly. It depends on no, they're glorifying the content. Like, I think those feeder videos that you can see on TikTok, I think those should have a warning. Well, mukbangs. Mukbangs are encouraging feeder videos. Yeah. So I mean, why aren't I, we taking away Nicky Avocado? I don't fucking know, hell, I, I hate I'm him. I'm not saying Take they should away. be taken down, but I think there should be a warning. Instead, they shadow ban sites like Sick and Wrong just reposting memes. Oh, this is becoming a personal attack. No, it is. You. It pisses me off. because It's a double standard. So Eugene is kind of like, I've never done anything to promote it. Like people should just like focus on other things. But some people claim that she is really well aware of what she's doing. She's putting on an act to promote pro-Anna pro and that she's she is putting on a fake voice, which could be part of her persona. She certainly uses the butterfly symbol, exactly. which we're going to talk about. But the butterfly symbol is actually a part of Tim Burton uh, in context with the corpse bride. The blue butterfly means new beginnings and the afterlife. So she can say, oh, no, I just love Tim Burton. But it is most definitely a pro-Anna symbol. Widely known as a pro-Anna symbol. So the Cerulean Butterfly Forum was no longer active by 2006. She's too young to have ever gone on that site. And also the symbol for that site is the dragonfly. I know we're going to probably talk about this later. And she addressed all of this in a tweet saying, just so you guys know, me posting a butterfly emoji is not all it's meant to mean anything bad. Ha 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 ha. I just like butterflies. There's really no message hidden to in it. Sure. Smiley face. Sure, right. And you look at the fan art of her and it's like her turning into a bunch of these cerulean butterflies. Nice. She yeah. also calls herself the skeleton queen. So I'm leaning <laughs> more the towards the fact queen. that she does know what she's doing. But she's yeah, not the she most. She owns it. She owns it. She's not the most famous person to suffer from an eating disorder. I think that goes to Karen Carpenter, forever the poster child for anorexia. So she grew up in an era where eating disorders just weren't understood. And actually, Karen Carpenter's background is a lot like Eugenia's. Both of the mothers treated their daughters like crap. Both are very controlling. Both of these kids were forced into a spotlight at a very young age where they're super scrutinized for their looks. And both of them denied that anything was wrong because to them... Nothing is wrong. Anorexia is a mental disease and it has one of the highest mortality rates of any mental illness. In perspective, at least 9% of the world's population suffer from some form of eating disorder. This results in around 10,000 deaths annually. So that's one death every 52 minutes, one an hour. Karen Carpenter uh, died at the age of 32 from anorexia. So judging by these kind of stats, Eugenia, she's not going to be around for much longer. She's I 29. doubt she'll see 40. No, she's going to be dead soon. Look, I've been watching on and off Eugenia for over a decade too. Eugenia has only gotten worse. She's 29 now. She is not going to, I doubt she would even see 32. Well, the fact that she's even portrayed as a role model. Like, I mean, that's the thing. I think a lot of kids will look at that and be like, I want to be that thin. She's thin inspiration. You see pictures of I her know. on these different forums. But I don't think. It's dangerous. I think part of me thinks she knows that, but part of it, part of me thinks she's just like so... Because you're very ignorant when you're anorexic. You don't even know you're anorexic. And there is a moment in the Shane Dawson documentary where she says, 
I was still eating, but I didn't really know it had gotten that bad because I was still having my periods. My hair was still thick. My nails were still good, which are all like examples of like when you're really bad anorexia. She was like, I wasn't that bad. But when you look at it then, she is like much more of a healthy weight yeah, than I mean, she ever has She looks like she has now. like 20, 20 to 30 pounds more. And that was Easily. only what, like three or four years ago? Yeah. And I don't know. I've seen clips on these different forums of her talking about like getting out of the hospital and that she's okay and that she's going to go back to her regular lifestyle because there's nothing wrong with it. It's, I mean, I think she's in self-denial, but but at the same time, she's also in self-profiting and so is her mother. Oh yeah. Her mother has a lot to blame. What's her net worth? Like a couple mil at least. No, was it like five mil? Yeah, it was five mil. Yeah. Yeah, Five million dollars. I doubt, yeah, I doubt um, the mother or Eugenia works. I mean, she's Eugenia's, well, I wouldn't say cash cow. I was about to maybe. say, I was going to call her a cash cow, but it'd be like the worst maybe cow you could buy. Cash piece of rice. <laughs> oh I mean, my I, God. I she's a cash skeleton. She's a cash she skeleton. But so you were saying that the Proannas used to, what I, what I've, because I've seen dragonflies, they for themselves dragonflies, I've seen butterflies. I looked into it, I think dragonflies is what the older generation of Proannas called themselves. Right. Because it used to be dragonflies, but then it seems to have been replaced by the blue butterfly, the cerulean butterfly. And it's a pro symbol uh, and a symbol, meaning you're a part of this community. Uh, You're restricting, you're anorexic, and you're pro-anorexic. And they use it because a butterfly was once a fat, ugly caterpillar, and it transforms into this beautiful creature. Caterpillars are really cute. When have you ever seen a caterpillar and been like, this is not a cutie? Well, it represents from going ugly and fat to skinny and gorgeous. It also is likely likely to do with the fact that a butterfly is delicate, and fragile, and light. And flighty. Yeah. Yes. So there's a lot of these websites out there in forums, and I encourage people to go take a look at these. Cause no. <laughs> I'm just saying for the lulls. Don't take it seriously. Um, but they recruit a lot of these unsuspecting teens, mostly young girls, 12 to 13 year, years old, Some, sometimes even younger. Like you see 10-year-olds. Like yeah. girls posting quotes on these, uh, and they foster this kind of sen- sense of uh, community. And they have photographs of emaciated women, girls usually, um, and they post the Anna Creed, which is this like litany of beliefs about control and starvation. Um, almost all of these pro Anna sites claim that anorexia and bulimia is something to be actively participated in, rather than a disease to be diagnosed. You know, Oprah Winfrey did a whole show about it in 2001 and exposed the pro-Anna community, caused a bit of a moral panic back then. And then that caused a lot of like websites like Yahoo and Google and AOL at the time to shut down any forums associated with the pro-Anna movement. But then social media took off, like MySpace and Facebook, Mm -hmm. and it blew up again. Uh, But these pro-Anna members, they're a rather covert group. Well, like I mean, they're sneaky. It's like I said before, anorexics are absolute experts in lying. So yeah. they know they know what to do. But they take uh, great measures to screen members to avoid adding anyone to the community who might report them. Uh, they disguise themselves under this pretense of support for those seeking treatment. Um, they, a lot of them contain advice for how to conceal symptoms, how to lie to your parents. Um, some members reinforce that these forms are not welcome to anyone seeking recovery. Like, you'll get banned for seeking recovery. Right. Um, they ward off wanorexics, is what they call them. Oh, is that people who maybe find it horny like you? Kind of. 
I try to get on it. They just they they booted me. They said I, I think you're fat. I think you're anorexic by nature. So is there not a is there not a forum for natural anorexics like you and JoJo to go? I wish us manorexics had a community. I wish you two did have a community <laughs> where you could just be disgusting by yourselves. Well, pro Anna's look down on the anorexics because they feel they're they occasionally diet, but they're not dedicated to eating a disordered lifestyle. Okay. Because to these Anna worshippers, being pro Anna. It's more than a lifestyle. It's a religion. They call it, they worship Anna and they are faithful servants to Anna until death do them part. And if they cheat on Anna by kneeling over, they, they need to kneel over their toilets and thrust their fingers down their throats to pray for Anna's forgiveness. Like they call, they, they've like personified Anna. I know. I do feel as sorry this for goddess. I feel sorry for anyone who's like actually going through this shit. So Butterfly of Secrets is a, is a forum, and they, they posted uh, Anna's Creed here that they have to read. You have to read this every day. I believe in control, the only force mighty enough to bring order in the chaos that is my world. I believe in perfection and strive to attain it. I believe in salvation through starvation. I believe in calorie counters as the inspired word of God, and I memorize them accordingly. I believe in bathroom scales as an indicator of my success and failure in life. Um, Anna's laws. Thin is beauty, therefore I must be thin and remain thin. If I wish to be loved. Food is my ultimate enemy. I may look and I may smell, but I may never touch. I must think about food every second of every minute of every hour of every day and ways to avoid eating it. These are the laws. It sounds like you. I will be thin at all costs. It's the most important thing Nothing else matters. It sounds like you when you make a smoothie. I will smoothie. influence you eventually, Kate Rambo. Well, you know, I hate when people say, oh, you're obsessed with food when you think about food all the time. And if you're eating food, you already think about what meal you want to eat next. I do that anyways because I'm a fucking greedy cunt. I'm like, oh, I want to eat. Like, <laughs> this is what I'm going to have for my next meal. It's not like I avoid eating. I do eat. I'm just not food motivated. I couldn't really care less. It's food is fuel to me. Yes, I know. You're very strange. I could eat just... Uh, you I, could eat the I same could eat meal. I could eat green and I'd be I fine. Know. You could eat the same meal three times a day. Like, you'd be great in prison. Like, the food in prison wouldn't even bother you. Well, no, it's highly caloric. It's not good Well, see, you. there you go. You'd be like, oh, I'm not going to eat this because it's full of calories. I'd be like, where's my goddamn smoothie? You'd be like, thin. <laughs> I want to be thin, babies. The most important law, though, is I will devote myself to Anna. She will be with me wherever I go, keeping me in line. No one else matters. She's the only one who cares about me and understands me. I will honor her and make her proud. I wish kids, in, instead of discovering anorexia, would discover, like, I don't know, an electric guitar. And yeah. Like, <laughs> and how <laughs> to tell their parents. a little more productive. And tell, how to tell their parents to fuck off. You and know? then they have to repeat these commandments in the mirror every day. And they put videos. They post videos to the forum. I know. I've heard you do it every repeating day. Repeating these uh, commandments. If you aren't thin, you aren't attractive. Being thin is more important than being healthy. You must uh, cut your hair, take laxatives, anything to make yourself look thinner. Thou shalt not eat without feeling guilty. Thou shalt not eat fattening food without punishing afterwards. Thou shalt count calories and restrict intake accordingly. What the scale says is the most important thing. Could you imagine like finding your daughter, your 10-year-old daughter, repeating this in a mirror? I'd be like, honey, we're going to the psychologist. I would start force-feeding her Twinkies. Well, no, that's going to create the situation even worse. 
That's what my dad did to me, okay? And th- look how you've turned out, <laughs> Dean. Look how you've turned out in your attitude towards food. But butterflyassecrets.wordpress.com is a pro and a site. And oh, they yeah. have all the thinspiration pictures. They have the mean spo where they bully people into being fat. But the, yeah, they exchange tips on how to lose weight, control eating, how to safely purge. Yeah, and how to hide it from your parents with the classic techniques of, you know, move the plate around your food, like move the food around your plate, talk a lot while you're eating and use your hands so nobody notices. You know, if you've got a dog under the table, put the food under the table for your dog. Drink some, what is it? Drink hot water to feel full, but drink ice water because ice water burns more calories. This is all just shit I know. Yeah, and well, it's crazy. And they report their CW, current weight, GW, goal weight which often falls into just double digits. Like goal weight's 60 pounds for some of these girls. It's insane. Girls as young as 10 sharing tips on losing weight, purging in the shower to cover up the sound, Uh, tricks for hiding the signs of malnutrition, like use nail growth polish to keep nails from becoming brittle. Oh yeah, and your nail beds change color as well. They become blue when you're super anorexic because you don't have the nutrients, so you have to put nail polish on them regardless so people can't see that. It's it's absolutely insane. Um, here, let me find one of these is a diet that I found here. Oh, I bet you're into it. I bet you want to start making it for lunch. <laughs> Did it come out the JoJo recipe book that he gave you? Uh, the, the book of Joe? The book of Joe, <laughs> yes. No, Joe didn't, Joe didn't. Joe just like told me you should get a blender and uh, start making some smoothies. Sadly, and I rue the day that Joe ever said this to you. But I'm also sure that when Joe told you to start making smoothies, you didn't envision the smoothies you would make. Well, Joe did go over the reasons to be skinny. I will look like a French model. I will have a flat stomach. I will have a concave slope between my hip bones. <laughs> I will have long and skinny legs. I will have a thigh gap. I will look delicate in dresses. I will look androgynous. I will look sultry and mysterious. My figure will be enviable. It goes on and on like this. I'm talking like, there must be like 400 of these things. It's crazy. I mean, it's just a lot of self-hatred. And when you're a a teenager, be it boy or girl, like your self-hatred is the highest it will ever be in your entire life. And they're just preying on the most vulnerable people. It's, it's, yeah, it is startling. Um, So this website here, Aria, Aria for Aria, ariaspeak.wordpress.com. This is the one with the dieting tips. So the cucumber diet, you can eat one to two kilograms of cucumbers per day and then drink two liters of water or green tea and you'll lose 11 to 15 pounds per week you can't exist like that forever though (laughs) there's no way you could um three-tier diet breakfast unsweetened tea lunch red apple dinner rice cake with salsa can you imagine what a moody bitch i would be (sighs) i couldn't even i I can't even fathom that um diet number three the ballerina's diet uh let's see Days one to two, only water and black coffee. Days three to four, only white cheese and natural yogurt. Days five to six, only jacket potatoes. Days seven to eight, only white boiled lean meat. And days nine to 10, only green veggies. Jacket potatoes is a good diet. Yeah, that's not terrible. Uh, The chew and spit diet, you get the taste without the calories or the disappointment. Well, you know, Andy Warhol used to do that. His favorite food was chocolate-covered cherries, and he would, like, mush them up and then spit them out. And have you heard of the white wine diet? 
What's the white wine the diet? The white wine diet is where like in the morning you'll have a couple of boiled eggs with one glass of white wine. In the afternoon you'll have like a salad with two glasses of white wine. And then the evening you'll have like a steak with the rest of the bottle of the white wine. It's like a Vogue diet. It's hilarious. <laughs> so they have this uh, Butterfly of Secrets has this game. They call it the Mary-Kate Diet Challenge. Okay. So the goal is at least 30 points per day. Though you can hit up to 40 if you're hitting the 30 easily. So calorie intake. Zero to 200 calories, you get 10 points. For the whole day? That's the entire day. 200 calories for the whole day? Zero to 200, you how get can, 10 points. How can you even exist on 200 calories? Like, Ask Eugenia Cooney. I just don't know. Yeah, but she doesn't leave her house. Well, I don't think you'd need a diaper if you're getting 200 calories a day. That's like maybe one milk dud. Mental. 201 to 350 is eight points, and then it goes up to uh, 750 to 950. Zero points, you fat ass. Well, I'm always in the zero <laughs> points then. Water intake, nine glasses, 10 I points. I could do that. Okay. Actually, I think that's actually pretty good. Yeah, that's a good tip. The other thing they endorse <laughs> is uh, is sleeping. If you get eight hours or more, that's 10 points. Oh my God, I could t- I'm, I'm winning on the water and the sleeping. I'm really good at both those things. And then there's bonus points, like posting about the diet on Tumblr, because Tumblr is a big place for, I uh, imagine for so. um, pro-anocytes. Uh, that's three points. No binging that day. That's two points. Um, you should reward yourself. When you go a whole week with 30 plus points, um, you should go get small size clothes that you'll wear when you're thin. Oh, that's your treat, is <laughs> that's it? That's your treat. Buying kids children. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's crazy. They have this whole thing about you get, you're taking less than 200 calories a day, but then you're supposed to exercise for 45 minutes. To get eight points. I don't understand where the energy comes from. I mean, like, that's one thing to say about the anorexics. It's like, how are you even just still going? It's absolutely insane. Because if I get hangry, I am the world's worst person. So are they just not hangry all the time? I can't even imagine. They got to be just like the most like angry irascible women I've ever met. Could you imagine? Well, I mean, Eugenia Cooney seems really nice. She gets very upset. She actually does have a rather like jovial personality for considering how many calories she consumes a day. I know. I also can't function without calories. Like my brain just starts going foggy and messy and I just can't cope. So this uh, other website, oriasspeak.wordpress.com says, here's some tips for those who have Anna and want some help. These work for me. One, sprinkle crumbs, or sprinkle crumbs on your desk plate lunchbox to give the impressions that you're eating. Oh, the, I know the other one you can do for that is to like you take, you make a lunch every day, like you're taking it to work or school, but then when you get there, you just throw it away or you give it to like a hobo. <laughs> Say you're doing a cleanse. Cleanses, which are also very much part of anorexia because cleanses are false, don't work. Fakes. Eat mint gum always have mints or mint tea on hand because I imagine their mm-hmm. breath must be rank. Oh yeah, because it's all it is is just stomach acid growling. Don't go out to dinner with people ever and avoid any social function where there might be food. Oh, difficult. Drink fruit infused water all natural to keep your energy up a bit and give the impression of you quote unquote eating. That's another anorexic thing is to say that, oh, I drink water and I drink lemonade. But what you're referring to as lemonade is lemon slices in water. I know a lot of anorexic stuff. I should probably worry about myself. I do. <laughs> um, the biggest thing is distracting yourself, like watching movies, Netflix series, anything for you to like lie under the covers and get lost in another world and not think about food. 
difficult. Which is very difficult because usually when you're lounging, don't you want to eat like popcorn or smoke weed? Yeah. You probably are not definitely not allowed to smoke weed. And you can't drink. Yeah. Um, take a bath. If you're freezing, take a warm one. If you want to burn more calories, take a freezing bath. Oh, Sitting in a freezing bath for 45 minutes burns 599 calories. The fact that they know this is disturbing. You also can't judge the calories because you burn calories at a different rate depending. But they're saying that's for somebody who's already thin, I guess. Um, Snack on ice. That's a classic. (laughs) Snacking on ice. And I I was talking to Alexandria from the We Hate You podcast about this. And she was like, eating toilet paper is a classic. (laughs) What was it? uh, uh, Cotton ball soaked in orange juice? That's it. Another one. Yeah, you just suck on that. Eat a stalk of celery. That's what you get. Just a stalk of celery. Not even dipped in peanut butter to make it taste good. Eat slowly and drink water between each mouthful. That's kind of good advice. Weigh yourself before every single meal. That's bad advice. Do 20 sit-ups before and after you eat anything. That's bad advice. (laughs) Brush your teeth after any food. It sends a signal that you're done for now. That's bad advice because you should wait half an hour after eating (laughs) to brush your teeth. It says drink lots of coffee. I mean, if you can handle it, that's good advice. <laughs> Write down everything you eat. It's going to yeah. be a very thin notebook there. Well, like uh, when I was tracking all my macros, uh, I did that. I tracked like all my macros last year for like six months. You do get very obsessed with it. And I had to call it a day because I was getting to like, oh, I can't eat this. I could only have one of this. I can have half of this. And it does start to take over your fucking life. And it's boring when you let like, calories ruin your life. Just like Maybe you need you some eat. more thinspo. Well, no, I just came to the natural, healthy conclusion that, you know, life is fucking short. And if I want to eat a donut, I'm not going to let a scientific form of numbers determine if I should eat a fucking donut or not. I'm going to eat Why deny yourself something pleasurable? Exactly. That's what I understand. I mean, Satanism, religion of indulgence. Yeah. Just do it. Eat the fucking donut. Who cares? I know, right? (laughs) Um, Thinspo is is what we were talking about before. It's short for thinspiration. And a lot of these uh, forums have pictures of emaciated models. Um, they have uh, quotes. They have that, that reasons to be skinny, like, that, like I was saying, that you're supposed to, I will have a thigh gap. I will look delicate in dresses, like you're supposed to be um, inspired by this. But there's also mean spo, which is also thin spo content, but it's deliberately cruel and insulting. So it's supposed to kind of troll you into being thin. It's like a drill sergeant. Yeah. It's like, um, oh my God, the Kubrick movie. Well, some of these, some of them make podcasts. About I was looking, I couldn't find the podcast, and the link that I found on one of these forums was uh, dead. But some of these do make podcasts. I think it'd be great anorexic ASMR. Listen up, fat fuck. You don't deserve anything. No food. Not today or tomorrow or even the next day. All you need to do is exercise until you faint. Your mom didn't raise a quitter, so don't quit now. Anna's your life. You live better that way, fatty. D, please, (laughs) can you read one in a Lindsey Graham voice? You look in the mirror and see all that fat every day and still don't have the willpower to get skinny? You've got no control. You're a disgusting fat pig. (laughs) They say it behind your big fat back. (laughs) Maybe I should put out a podcast and be just reading Mean Spo in in a Lindsey Graham voice. Oh my God, and in different voices. (laughs) Do you want it in a New York Jew voice? I could do it in my dad's voice. Do it in the rabbi's voice. Go Look on. at yourself. Look. You see all of that huge, gross fat? <laughs> you did that. It's your fault. You did it to yourself. <laughs> now you're just going to sit there and let it get worse? 
Not if Anna can help it. Get off your ass and work off that gross, gluttony, fattening food you ate. You need to work out anyway, fat ass. <laughs> do you imagine just a pie? I'm going to do this. I'm making a mean spell podcast. Can you do one in your mom's voice now? No, I can't. Oh, I'm losing my so voice. Good. I'm losing my voice okay. and we got to move on. Right. No, I, I, yeah, let's call it a day. That was brilliant. <laughs> so the most dangerous thing about the pro anna movement is doing a podcast making fun of it yeah it <laughs> glorifying it we're not glorifying for the lulls <laughs> uh, but no but th- but the thing is is that it implies a disordered behavior and thoughts like this are lifestyle choices as opposed to being a symptom of a very dangerous life-threatening illness and that's the problem they normalize these, these unhealthy be- behaviors it's kind of like normalizing doing things so you'll deliberately get cancer and then being like, what? It's my choice. I wanted to get the cancer. I'm so much better with the cancer, you know? But they, right? dis- but they discourage getting treatment. They block you from this- the forum. Like you lose your friends if you try to, you know, engage in some kind of uh, treatment. And the longer the person suffers from anorexia nervosa, the worse the effects become. I mean, look at yeah. Eugenia Cooney. Case well, in I mean, point. your entire body starts dying. The crazy thing about the pro anna movement, though, it it's like it rivals the hatred of the unvaxxed for intensity because people online, like, I mean, people are really against the pro anna movement. I mean, you could just read the comments yeah. that they have for, like, Eugenia Cooney. Like, even when I posted that spooky, scary skeleton video of her dancing around, so many people are like, this is not funny. She's going to die. And you're, make, you're sick and wrong, buster. Like, all these people are saying this stuff. But why is fat pride so widely endorsed? Well, this is what I was and saying before. Pride abhorred. Being morbidly obese is just as dangerous and just as bad for you as being anorexic. And I'm not like I'm not trying to like knock on anybody. It's totally fucking true. You're gonna die just as young from just as horrible, complicated diseases as you will from anorexia. But yet well, we're somehow meant to applaud these people who are like, my BMI is 2000. And these, and we, you know, adore these models, you know, that, that are way thin. They're unhealthy thin. Well, no, look, I, I really love body positivity and inclusivity. I think it's like great steps forward. But having known people who've worked in the fashion industry and like lots of them, the reason that models are thin is simply because you're not meant to look at the models. They're showcasing the clothes. So if you have a 200 pound, 25 stone model, like she's not showcasing anything. Well, she's make, just showcasing that the clothes They make her. plus size clothing too, but you're not seeing those models on Vogue. Well, not yet, but it will come a time. I mean, it will. People have been saying this for decades. But... That's not the entire point. You're supposed to be showcasing the item of clothing so that either like shops will go, fuck yeah, I want something like that or other designers will rip off your design. You're not showcasing a model. But, you know, there's obviously supermodels. What's the Sports Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition? You are showcasing a model. No, you're showcasing a fucking bikini. You're not so showcasing But but you're also showing these beautiful, thin models. And I think that's the ideal. And that's what people are being held up to. Well, yeah, we're supposed to be healthy. And being thin is healthy. And being underweight is unhealthy, just as being super overweight is unhealthy. Part of it is obesity does promote economic growth. I mean, think about well, it. Well, of course more it does. More food, yeah. more surface area requiring clothes, and more and more skincare products that need to be used. You're larger. Um, you know, the diet industry is very lucrative. Totally. So I think 
you can make a lot more money off of these obese people than you can an anorexic person. Yeah. I so mean, Eugenia Cooney, I think, to. profits off of her. Well, that's the thing. Eugenia Cooney is a, is a personality. And I think she's already like got to the point where she has a following that's so huge that YouTube and Instagram don't want to shut her down because they're profiting off of that. But the other girls who don't have that big of a community or trying to start one, if they're in the pro-Anna movement, they're going to get shut down immediately. Yeah. Well, I mean, Eugene is also very clever or she has been ignorant to how she plays the game because she would she's not there yes she's there scantily dressed but at no point is she going like today i just had one glass of water i'm really proud of myself she never does that so there is like a difference i think i do think um our culture now has embraced obesity because I think the majority of people are obese. But like, fashion <laughs> depending is, on where you live, and fashion is also cyclical. So you know, in the nineties, we did have the heroin chic, and then that kind of gave way in the two thousands with you know the Kardashians coming along. So what is going to happen is that skinny will win again. I mean, it was skinny in the sixties, and then in the seventies, it was all about like having really healthy beach bodies. And the 80s was kind of like when plastic surgery hit. So it's, it is cyclical. And Eugenia being such a figurehead is probably because there's going to be a backlash well, to this, all this like, you know, morbidly obese people being everywhere. It's going to happen. Well, I doubt she's going to be a live longer no, she to, won't. <laughs> to, to experience that. Which is sad. I mean, because she is only young. Like she's 29. Like. Well, I'm hoping people can memorize those Thin Commandments while they're looking at their Thanksgiving feasts this weekend. You're going to be like silently muttering them under your breath as you're looking at all the As Anna states in her online letter to all the pro-Anna members, I have a weak spot. If you decide to fight back to tell someone about how I make you more alive, all hell will break loose. No one must find out about us. I have created you this Thin, a perfect achieving creature. You are mine, mine alone. Without me, you are nothing. So don't fight back. I'm your greatest asset, and I intend to keep it that way. Don't fight the movement, people. No, I think you should all eat as much pie as possible <laughs> if you're American this weekend. And if you're British, I think you should, or Australian or from anywhere else, I think you should just go to the pub and get wrecked and eat a kebab. Eat a kebab for me, my favorite food that I cannot eat. Right before you stick that toothbrush down your throat, just say, <laughs> nothing tastes as good as skinny feels in the mirror. People, uh, this is episode 922 here, Sick and Wrong. Got some phone calls coming up next. 323-522-4032 is that number. But first, here's a quick message from Adam and Eve. It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So we have a couple phone calls to get to here. People, you can call the Sick and Wrong hotline at 323-522-4032, or just send us an MP3, sickandwrongpodcast at gmail.com. So we got a pair of phone calls here from Buffalo Bill. Oh. Yeah, apparently he uh, was trying to throw his hat into the male modeling business. Like, I don't want to sound mean, but the attractive male models or the weird-looking male models? Men, men don't have to be attractive to be models. No, they don't. That's why I'm saying like the attractive side or the weird side. Women find Steve Buscemi attractive. 
You know why women find Steve Buscemi attractive? Because all women are naturally, all women, and I do even mean the gay women, are naturally attracted to the pheromones that he puts out from his massive dong. And you also know that. It could be that. Have you seen his dong? How's he? How he's do you got know? one of the biggest dongs in Hollywood. How do you know this? It's, everyone knows that Steve Buscemi has a massive cock. I've never heard this. And I know Milton Berle. Had a also had cock. a huge penis. Steve Buscemi has a huge penis, and judging by his pussying skills that I have seen for, across several movies, he knows what he's doing. Maybe, but women find him physically attractive, even if they didn't know about his cock. I I fancy Steve Buscemi. Question I have for Buffalo Bill, and hopefully he answers it during this phone call, is what is his male model name? What would yours be? Sparkles. Oh, you've answered this before. I already knew that. <laughs> All right, here's uh, part one. Buffalo Bill, male model. Howdy, Dean Kate. This is Buffalo Bill. I hope it's not too late, but I just realized it's coming to the end of Spooktober, and I got plagued with a foul gut demon this week, and I thought, you know, I got a spooky story to tell, and it's not just about food poisoning. It actually doesn't have to do with food poisoning at all, but I did have that this week. That sucks. So back in college... Yeah, I wonder what he's eating. And will he Tex return Max. to that restaurant? That's always the question. I think it was Tex-Mex, and I think the answer is yes. Could have been Taco Bell. Would you? I would return to Taco Bell. Maybe not the same Taco Bell that gave me food poisoning, but I would go back to Taco Bell. If you, were, if you weren't pro-Anna and, and or manorexic, how often would you actually, if you were unbridled, let yourself eat Taco Bell in a week? Well, that's the thing. I can't eat it too much because I'm scared. You know, at least concerned that I might get sick of it. Oh, is that why you actually overexposure? Don't eat it? Yeah. yeah, overexposure. Especially because I could probably do two times a week at least, maybe three. You're very limited to what you can order in a Taco Bell as well. I always get the same thing, but that's because that's what I like. But I wouldn't. I couldn't do it every night. I I think I can do Taco Bell once once a month for a push. I'm sorry, I just didn't grow up with it. It's just I not my don't food. Understand it. It's not the food but of my people. What I'm saying, if I got food poisoning, I probably wouldn't go to that Taco Bell, or I or I wouldn't order the same thing that gave me food poisoning at that Taco Bell. But I would not stop going to Taco Bell. However, I've yeah. I've gotten food poisoning at like sushi, a couple sushi restaurants that I've never returned to. That's just good sense. I uh, was a little strapped for cash and didn't really know what to do. So I'd always go on Craigslist or, you know, find odd jobs like that to do here and there. I had a regular job, but, you know, always good to supplement the cash you can get. And I was, I happened to do the... Is he going to do a J-O video? I was thinking, is he going to end up working in a massage parlor? I was thinking J-O video, but we'll see. The crossword and stuff in my uh, school's newspaper every day. And I found the classifieds, and I tried to find work through those, but nothing really seemed to pop out at me or seemed worth my time. And then there was this one one ad that said $500 an hour modeling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I play sports in college. I, 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 I'm not half bad looking. So uh, I would be skeptical of an ad like that. I think Buffalo's Bill is trying to say that his dad is Tex Watson and he looks like him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe his dad's Chuck Norris. 
But either way, I think Buffalo Bill is saying, I could be a male model. You know, my dad was Tex Watson. He was the good-looking guy out of the Manson family, and I look like him, you know? My first instinct would be, this is some gay porn shenanigans going on My here. first instinct would also be that. My be. second instinct would be, they're trying to get me to pay money to join a male modeling school. Like, handsome boy, handsome oh boy male modeling school is and what I think this would be. Inside the handsome male boy modeling school, though, you're going to learn a series of poses just free. And they will, they will carry you throughout your whole career. What is exactly. it? You look at the clock. Is there a pound of bacon involved? Holding a pound of bacon. And then what was the other one? You adopt the, your signature poses. That's what you learn. That's what you do. I thought... Why not? I have recently gained a little bit of self-confidence. Why not put it to work? Damn right. So I called the guy up. He said, oh, yeah, no, we're happy to uh, do uh, some modeling with anybody. who You just have to send some uh, headshots in and stuff. So I I said I don't have any anything professional. He said, that's fine. We we don't get a, a whole lot of professionals all the time, so you can just Red take flag. pictures on your phone. And- <laughs> yeah, this guy is a pornographer 100%. <laughs> I'm surprised the next question will be send a cock shot. Yeah, I, I guarantee the next one is like, well, the only other requirement we have is we got to see your cock. It's got to be nine inches, boy. Tell them to me. So I sent my pictures in, uh, thinking, you know, not half bad looking. And we set a date. And he got closer and closer. And he still hadn't told me where exactly this modeling was going to take place. I had no idea up until the day of. And he's red flag number two. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be in a trailer. I think this is the day that he could have been murdered. Wouldn't it be amazing to be a murderer where you're just picking up being like, I'm going to murder him <laughs> on that date. <laughs> dumbasses that answer your male modeling ads in the school newspaper. Uh, you know, uh, I'm, th- I'm thinking <laughs> I'm going to wager it's going to either be a trailer or a like shitty motel room. I was gonna say or a Denny's. We like we're gonna no, we're gonna meet in a Denny's oh, and then we'll go to the um space where it'll be like a disused parking lot where he's like, get into my car, boy. Like the back of a white van. <laughs> yes. Like a, a van with a mural on it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm gonna be in town probably in about two hours. I'm gonna be staying at this motel. I knew it was and, a motel. You know, just bring whatever underwear makes you feel sexiest. There's a red flag number three. And I had to reread it a couple of times because I thought, huh, that doesn't, nah, there's no way. Um, Clueless. I, I went and actually looked at his website. Yeah, yeah, it was all gay porn. <laughs> Why didn't he do that in the coming Why week? did you call him before you looked at the website? <laughs> Why didn't he look at his like two weeks go by and just think to look at this guy's website? I wish he didn't look at the website. <laughs> this is like, remember that story, Ragged, about showering at his buddies? <laughs> and more power to you. If you're willing to put yourself out like that, I'm just not willing to put myself out like that. <laughs> you don't want money that badly. <laughs> and there's a part two. Hey, D. I'm trying to finish the, the other call. I didn't ha- really have anything else. Sorry if it was a bit rambly. I've been out in the heat. 
all week and uh, a little delirious, but uh, happy. Getting hot and sweaty for your male model <laughs> photo shoot. He was a little delirious after he actually looked on the website after it took him two weeks. And I wish he didn't look at the website. Oh sure, I'll meet you in that Motel 6 that's on that disused back road in the middle of Texas. I'll meet you at Joe's Motel. <laughs> Ten bucks Joe, a night. Joe Joe's Motel. You almost got to do that. (laughs) (laughs) The question is like, I'm surprised you didn't think like, huh, which of my underwear do make me feel sexy? And then he went and looked. It's funny that that's what clued him in to it. Like the guy didn't Mm -hmm. give him any information. There was no legitimate credentials. Well, yeah, I'm surprised he even gave them. The website must have been in the ad. It must have been. It must have said, like, gay $500 an hour. <laughs> like, what did he think he was going to do? Like, just, like, walking down the runway in a polo shirt? Like, sachet? <laughs> I would have been like, okay, will I still get $500 per hour if I'm just posing in my underwear? If the guy was like, yeah. I would have been like, fuck it. Of course I will. And then I would have gone and cheesecaked it up. Because it's fun to cheesecake. Yeah, but that I think that's crossing a line for Buffalo Bill. I didn't think he wanted to go that well, far. Well, most men can't cheesecake, but like, it, you know, I would have just gone and pretended I was Betty Page in this motel, JoJo 6. When I first moved here, I remember uh, I was living with my you? ex, and then I got my own place. I really wanted to be like an extra in horror films. In pornos, okay. Not porno, not porn, but an extra just in a horror movie. Because they film horror movies all the time. I figured... I didn't really know that many people. It'd be a good good way to meet people. and Nice way to spend a day. Take a big book. And you get paid for being extras. You just kind of yeah. hang out on a set. And I was working remote at the time. So I could have, I had free time. I could have done it. However, probably not though in retrospect because usually you have to be there for like eight hours and they give you 50 bucks or something. Yeah. But regardless, it would have been fun. I could have taken a day off and like, been on a horror movie It's set. an experience. Totally. You know, Brian Gregory from The Cramps is in uh, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, that, I don't know who it was that inspired me. I think it might have been, it might have, it was definitely like 70s horror films. And I was like, oh, I bet you these extras, like to be an old horror film like this would, would be cool. I would love to be an extra in a film. So anyway, I asked uh, Lenore, I was like, hey, you know, how do you, she's like, well, you got to get headshots. And I was like, she goes, do you have headshots? And I was like, no. Where do you get headshots? And she's like, well, here. And she gave me the number of her friend that did headshots. And this guy was over in West Hollywood. And I go over there and uh, I should try to find my headshots because they're say, hilarious. I want to see your headshots. And then I kind of think I should go and get headshots done just because it's so L.A. to go and get it Everyone done. in L.A. does it. I and I didn't it. use the headshots. I paid like 150 bucks for the headshots. Didn't use them. I tried. Nothing ever happened. Oh, no one liked your head, do no, you know what? It's kind of like there's all these sites like on Craigslist, like casting for whatever. And you go to these casting calls, you give headshots, and nothing ever happens. They just take your headshot. No, I mean they they take your headshot and then just kind of be like, yeah, we'll call you. <laughs> you know, it's like nothing ever happens. You need but anyway, an agent. I go to this guy. He was super gay, and his whole place was super gay. It was like all mirrors, Dolly Parton pictures everywhere. Love it. Yeah, and uh, everything was pink. And so I go in, the guy's like, okay, let's take some headshots. And I was like, all right. He's like, no, just act natural. And I was like, taking the headshots. And he's like, I think we should, you have, you're, you're very 
muscular and you have a very strong jawline. Can you take off your shirt? And I was like, I'm, I'm getting a headshot. I don't need body shots. He's like, I know, but I just think it'd be better if you took off your shirt. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to take off the shirt. I think I think I just need the headshot. So maybe can Come you on, just maybe get another headshot. Yeah. And so the guy's like, okay. He's taking a few more. He's like, you know what I'm thinking? We change the background and you take off your shirt. <laughs> and, I, and he brought it up and I was like, I don't mind the background change, not taking off my shirt. I'm surprised he wasn't like, you know what would really bring out the blue in your eyes, honey? You take you off take that off shirt. You take off your shirt. <laughs> and he was like, but what I'm saying is you have lots of tattoos. I can't really see them in the photo. I was like, but I don't have tattoos on my head. And this is a headshot. <laughs> and he was, and he was Just like. Just take off that shirt. And he was like, okay. Okay. And he's just snapping some more pictures. And he was like, I really think you need to take off your shirt. I was like, you know what? I think I'm about done here. I think I'm done. <laughs> like it was just, it was so weird. Like he was pressuring me the whole time to take off my shirt. And finally, I was like, you know what? I'm fine. You know what happened, D? You got wine stained. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I have these headshots. I'm gonna try to find them. I'll post them to the Patreon. They're ridiculous. Oh, is it just you looking really uncomfortable, like a trickle of sweat kind, coming no. down? <laughs> Is your shirt really like tight and no, binding? He made me, no, but he made me. Yeah, I think I was wearing like a black, just a black t-shirt, and he made me like do these faces, like here <laughs> and like because he was like, "What type of movies do you want to be on?" And I was like, "I don't know. I want to be like an action horror film." Okay, get angry. You scared? <laughs> yeah, I want to see you scared. These are ridiculous pictures. I'll see if I can find them. They're almost as ridiculous as my demo tapes I used to. Like Dirty Sanchez demo tapes I sent to radio stations. Also on the Patreon. Hint, hint. Anyway, Buffalo Bill, I don't think this should deter you from your modeling career. No, I just think it's a little setback, and you know. But it depends. If you want to get ahead, you got to give a bit ahead. So you know. I I think you should go to Handsome Boy Modeling School. I'm sure they have one in Texas. I'm sure they don't have one in Texas because I'm pretty sure they only exist in one realm. <laughs> we all know I'm what sure, that realm is. I bet you there's a male modeling school he could go to in Texas. Yes, but it won't be Handsome Boy Modeling Maybe School. Maybe not, but I'm sure there's lots of handsome boys there. Stop it, dude. <laughs> like, two, I guarantee two people listening to this show know what Handsome Boy reference. Modeling is, and you're one of them. I'm not going to tell you the reference. You no, look you're it up. one of them, and you I'm probably the up. other person who knows the reference. Well, because I made you watch it. Yes, it is um, worth a watch, though. But I'm just saying, Buffalo Bill, I think you should embrace this as a possible career change. You know? You know, he played some sports in college. I wonder what sports <laughs> he He sounds played. like he has a very, like, muscular physique. <laughs> <laughs> He's played sports in college. He's pretty good looking. Was it lacrosse? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what he played? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's got great ball handling skills. Oh my god, I love his calls. That always <laughs> makes right, me cry. Buffalo Bill, I, th- I don't. I, seriously though, I, I don't think this should deter you. Anyway, people call the Sigaron Hotline. We need your phone calls. I'm building up a backlog. Three two three five two two four zero three two, or just send us an MP three. Sigaronpodcastgmail.com. Uh, once again, big ups to all the listeners who support us on Patreon, and Apple Podcasts. We appreciate you helping us keep this show going. Patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Also, go get some merch. Got lots of merch at the T Public store. Sickandwrongpodcast.com slash shop. Click on the picture of the Pope. Um, for Sick and Wrong Song of the Week here, Kate and I spent, I don't know how long, looking for the perfect anorexic song 
We both did, yeah. Yeah, like we were looking for a long time. Can I say and my backup choice was by the Matchheads, Match uh, Fat Bitch, because I wanted to go down the Meansboro mean route. That's very Meansboro. I but wanted I'm to sure, be the mean one. I'm sure a lot of uh, pro Anna girls were inspired by that song. Maybe. Yeah, because I'm, sure I'm a fat bitch and I yeah. need to lose some weight. Yeah. Uh, but I think the song that uh, best encapsulates this episode is The Kinks' Skin and Bone, which is a great song. Um, yeah, the Kinks are the band that the Beatles could have been. And if you're a man who likes the Beatles, I feel very sad for you. <laughs> very sad Kate for you. hates the Beatles. The Beatles are the worst band to have ever existed. I don't feel that way. You know who never Kate argues with me? Women. Women agree with me. But what's funny is men get on their high horse about the Beatles. It's like you've got no taste clearly if you like the fucking Beatles. I won't argue about the Beatles because I did like the Beatles when I was like 11. Five. Which no, is when you should. You young. know what, right? I'm going to take it back because if you're of a certain age and from a certain generation, it's fine for you to like the Beatles. But if you're, say, a man in your 30s or your 40s and you like the Beatles, get a fucking life. I just feel like you've never really expanded your musical horizons. No, however, you like nursery rhymes. However, I, I don't denigrate the Beatles. They did a lot for music. And they, they were innovators of the field. And White Album is an amazing record. I still love that album. Even though I don't listen to it very often, but I did appreciate it very much at one Paul time. McCartney is worse than Hitler, putting that out there. <laughs> I, I thought Jim Morrison was worse than Hitler. He's also worse than Hitler. Also. <laughs> Kay Rambo hates the Doors and Jim, and, hates the Doors and the Beatles. You know, yeah, and, and you hate The Who. I also hate The and Who. And you hate Pink Floyd. You know, I take- You hate classic rock. No, I love a lot of classic rock. CCR are one okay, of the wait, best bands of all you time. Hate, you hate commercially viable classic rock. CCR are commercially viable. What are you talking about? Fortunate Son is one of the biggest songs. But I don't think I don't classify them as classic rock. I did say the other day when Who came on the radio, I was like, I absolutely hate this band. I hate nearly everyone in this band, but they do have a couple of bangers. I can't. You agree don't hear with me you, saying though. that about the Beatles. Oh, the Beatles do have a couple of bangers, but I. Can't really argue with you about the Beatles there, but I also totally agree with you that the Kicks are one of the best bands ever. And this uh, song, Skin and Bones, really cool. It's off my my favorite Kinks record, as well as Harrison's favorite Kinks record, Muswell Hillbillies, which if you don't have this record, you never listen to it, I fully recommend checking it out. It came out in 71. But this song, Skin and Bone, is a powerful commentary on the struggles that individuals face, pro-Annas, when trying to maintain appearances, meeting meet societal expectations, and the toll it takes on uh, one's mental and emotional well-being. So there you go. It's the perfect song to end this anorexic episode. Thank you, Ray and Dave Davis. Kings are a great band. Yes. Uh, people will be back next week with episode 923. I wish everybody a happy and fun Thanksgiving. Or whatever. Drinksgiving, or whatever you call it. Drinksgiving, or whatever. If you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, just eat a lot of food and get drunk anyway. Why not? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, why not? Um, We'll be back next week with episode 923. Till then, take it sleazy.
then why don't you take bathroom breaks? Because it's like, well, number one, I don't really see why some of you guys are like so concerned with like my bathroom habits. Um, you know, I don't always have to go to bathroom that often. Like, I feel weird even talking about this. It's like, I go to the, I do go to the bathroom, but like guys, like I don't always have to go to the bathroom like when I'm streaming. Like, I go when I'm, I'm not streaming. I don't really know why this matters. It's kind of gross to talk about.